0: Mark Anthony and Tim Yogi-Watts are members of the new supergroup, World Gone Cold. And they're here to speak with The Antidote. Guys, this is a real pleasure to have you on the show.
1: Thank you so much for having us.
0: Yeah, thank you. I heard a bit of a snicker when I said supergroup. Are you uncomfortable with that label?
1: Oh man, you wouldn't believe how uncomfortable we are with that label. (laughs) Uh, We've never said that. That was not anything that we you know, had somebody write in our bio or like it was unbeknownst to us that that was going to be used until the first time we saw it used. And uh, there were two things about it that we were really kind of taken aback by. One is super group. None of us feel super at all. We're we're just a bunch of dudes. Yes, we've been in other bands, some successful and more successful than others, some whatever, but the super group idea to me is reserved for, like a velvet revolver thing, like everybody in the band's like been in a band that sold millions and millions and millions of records. So, and then you hear everybody say, "Oh, it's this Christian supergroup," and it's like, man, I know that some of us come from bands that are definitely in like in the Christian world. Some of us are believers, but not everybody is, and so it's not a Christian band, and it's not a supergroup. It's not like we're mad at anybody for saying either one of those things. It's just not accurate. We're not writing about Jesus with this band. You know, there's a place for that, but that's just not what we're doing. This is another band for all of us. It's not a side project. It's not a anything. It's just another band that we're all in together.
0: I do get what you're saying, but we do have to look at your lineup. So, Mark, you're part of the Letter Black. Yogi is on the kit with Demon Hunter. Then there's Trey Daniels from P.O.D. doing the bass. Your lead guitarist is Andrew from Disciple and Ryland of Inhale Exhale doing the vocals. Okay, so you have to say these aren't super groups, multi-selling, well, except for, of course, P.O.D. certainly is. Yeah, oh yeah. But you got to acknowledge that these are significant bands.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And it's funny, because we do joke and say, I mean, honestly, collectively, between the five bands, we've sold over 13 million records, which is no joke. We've all moved a lot of records, but... You know, regardless, even if I was in whatever, just throw any other big band out there, right? It's something right now, I just don't look at it as that. It's just another cool band with a bunch of guys who love music and really love each other and just want to put some cool stuff out.
0: I don't know the story about this. How did all of you connect?
2: <laughs> Mr.
0: Anthony,
1: <laughs> the person who did
0: that. He's the one at fault.
1: Yeah, it's his fault. It's all his <laughs> fault.
2: it's definitely my fault
1: i know he's probably tired of telling this story so i'll tell it for him this is yogi uh so basically the way the whole thing happened is mark had written some songs he was really stoked about but not four letter black just kind of had written some heavier songs always kind of wanted to do a male-fronted band as well didn't really want to be the front man himself so a mutual friend of most of everybody in the band a producer a young man named mr travis uh, wyrick from knoxville tennessee he uh suggested Rylan to Mark and was like, man, I think Rylan would do well on these songs. So they kind of hooked up. He sent Rylan a song. Rylan knocked it out of the park. They both realized quickly like, oh, okay, let's see what happens. Like, what if we turn this into a band? And so the story goes, as Mark tells it, he, they talked about who they wanted. They put a list together and uh, they started with me on drums. For some reason, Mark says that I'm his favorite drummer. So that's pretty awesome. (laughs)
0: Um, aren't you everybody's favorite drummer
1: I don't know about that but so he he asked me and then he asked Trey and we both said yes immediately and then he asked Andrew and Andrew said yes immediately so he literally he only asked one person at each instrument and his first choice said yeah right off so I think that alone knowing the way the music thing works knowing people's schedules where they're at in their lives and families and all this stuff for five dudes who don't really aren't like close or anything all kind of say yes to this project that we didn't really have any idea what it'd turn out to be to me it's like okay there's definitely something greater than us working here that kind of brought this thing together let's see what that might be and what that kind of looks like
0: it was destined
1: yeah yep. i think it was man i definitely think it was and
0: we got to bring up something world gone cold i mean what a name i know the world is messed up But is it really that bad?
1: Uh, It's according to who you ask and what time of day you're asking. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it really is, right? I mean, uh, to me, if you get in your car and get out on a major highway, there's a coldness to people that never existed when I was young. Like, when you're getting onto the interstate from an exit, people don't want to get over and let you merge. Something that simple. Like, if they take two seconds to let you merge – that's somehow going to impede their day and blow it all up. Um, And I know that sounds funny to use people being in their cars, but I mean, I use that as an example. But I mean, watch the news, look at Facebook. People are really rude to each other on both sides of the coin. Like, if you have an opposing view of someone now, it's not like, hey, let's agree to disagree. Now it's like, oh, you would disagree with me? Oh, I'm going to do everything I can to completely ruin your life and make you seem insignificant as a human being. Which is crazy. It's a disagreement, for God's sakes. So it's not as bad as it could be. And some things happening right now that are promising, but it's a lot colder now than it was when I was a teenager and a young man. So that's definitely kind of the inspiration for the name, for sure. Yeah.
2: And just coming out of COVID, too, right? Like the distance and everything is like sterile. Everybody's wearing a mask and no one's talk to you or hug you or anything, right? So that's a lot of where it kind of came from, too. Of you know that we split society up, like we segregated all of us, like just human beings. This name
1: came around not long after the band was started. So you're talking about two years ago when literally we were coming right out of the pandemic. We weren't even really fully out of it yet. So no, we weren't. I I think that had a big influence on the name for sure. I don't think this band has an agenda outside of writing great songs and like no. loving on loving on people, but I definitely like wanted the name to not just be like, you know, I don't know, the lawnmowers or the weed eaters or some stupid name that didn't mean anything, right?
2: You some, mean we could have picked the weed eaters
1: and we didn't do well, that? Well, there's already a band called <laughs> Weed Eater and they're like a stoner metal band. They have like a hot <laughs> leaf logo and stuff. Yeah, Weed Eater. That's just my two cents.
0: I agree. You've already mentioned this a little bit earlier that all the World Gone Cold members come from bands that have been associated with the Christian music scene. But, you know, when I've been hearing the songs and reading the lyrics of World Gone Cold, I would never put a Christian band label on you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's accurate. And it sucks because there's this stigma that exists, and I don't know why it has to be this way with just music. But there's a stigma that exists that if you're a musician by like for a living and you're a Christian, if you don't play Christian music, then your music that you are making almost certainly has to be negative or of the devil or something crazy like that. Right. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. it's not positive or any of that stuff. And oh, my God, what happened to these guys? They used to be in Christian bands. They're not Christian band anymore. And it's like I'm a musician by trade, man. Like. It's a job, man, and music is a job. And guess what? We all tried Christian music, and a lot of us reached a certain level of success with it, but guess what it didn't do? It didn't provide me financially with anything other than enough money to live every month. And that's in a band that does really well, has sold over a million records, and has half a million people listening on Spotify. None of us can make enough money to consistently pay our bills based just off of being in the band. One of the biggest Christian metal bands of all time. So if people want to know why we're not into that market and that scene, the minute that our fans will support us enough to help us make enough money to keep doing it, then I would go back there. I mean, I do it with Demon Hunter, but guess what? Like when I book a show at a club, they very rarely try to haggle me on price. And if they do, they definitely don't say they're doing it because, well, we're Christians and you're Christians and you guys should do us a favor. You're playing for our youth group. Like, you should totally come here for $250. I know you live in Tennessee and we're in Lawrence, Kansas, but I mean, it's not a big deal, right? <laughs> just nobody, I don't think any of us are really into doing that anymore, man. I'm a grown man with a family. Yeah. Like, I and need the had- right music that the whole world's going to like. And guess what? If the whole world likes our music, then guess what they're doing? They're liking music made by dudes who almost every one of us do believe in God. And yeah. we just want to love on people. We don't have any, there's no. Uh, about our music it's just and, fun it's to, it's to bring fun and joy to people
2: and i'll say this you know and letter black like i used to get asked this question a lot because we were in both just like demon hunter and pod like we were in both areas mainstream and and the christian world and we used to get shunned a lot by the christian world because sarah was the first female artist that was a christian that is featured in hard rock magazine for hottest chicken metal and hardest chicken rock and She did a whole vampire scene one time. We got so much, for lack of better terms, hell for it from that industry. And it was horrible because it's like, you don't even know her heart. Like, read the interview, what she's talking about. You know, you had no idea. And and that was always our mission, like, to reach people like me who grew up hating Christian. You know what I mean? Like, and to then become one. That being said, like, it was just so weird to me, you know, and there's nothing wrong with it because it is what it is. You know, the Christian rock thing, you know, Dave Matthews, that's one of my favorite artists, just, you know, of all time. I love Dave Matthews, man. Always have. And he's a hardcore Buddhist, you know. Now, because of that, is that Buddhist rock? Why not? Some of his songs talks about it. So should it not be declared Buddhist rock then? Like, it's just so weird to me. Now I get it when we're talking about like contemporary Christian because that is a genre in and, and mm-hmm. of itself, right? Like that makes sense. We have contemporary, you have contemporary Christian, you have pop, but I feel like rock is rock regardless of it being Striper, yeah, Motley Crue, it's rock to me.
0: You guys realize that you're on the antidote where its tagline is Christian music that doesn't suck.
1: That's awesome. That's right. I love that. I love it too. I love it. No, I love that, dude.
0: See, my intention is, with the show, and I'm sure you guys would feel the same way, it's just that your Christian worldview tends to shine through, regardless what you're creating.
1: I think people don't understand, like, there's an opportunity, like, yes, you have an opportunity with your fans and stuff, but there's an opportunity all day long. Like, with Demon Hunter, we never play Christian venues, right? We never played churches. Like, it's always been clubs. And... What we get proud of is when we show up to a venue we've been to two or three times, and as we're leaving, the staff and everybody there has like bought our merch, and they're like asking us when we're coming back, and they tell us, "Hey, we saw you guys on the schedule, and we all got excited because we have so much fun when you guys are here, because like you're the nicest guys ever." When that happens, there's a conversation about why are you guys so much nicer than all the other metal bands? Well, I really want to know. Yeah people don't see that side of it they just think oh well if he's not preaching on stage he's not being a witness but those are the same people that also tell you that aren't you supposed to be a witness every day and how you live those same people barking that at you are also saying but you're not doing it it's like come on man like what give up come on i give up every music i played i've played in churches my whole life i didn't make a reg sin out of it and then like you want to give me a hard time when i finally try to go do something i don't know what else you want i'm 45 like 27 years i spent in this particular industry the one we're talking about and it's like it's okay for me to go do something else <laughs> for a
0: minute right. you mean before you get into the nursing home <laughs>
1: yeah well don't get, mad at us. don't get mad at us when we like do a tour that's like a bunch of big non-christian bands because i'm going to be honest with you like that's what you're going to see you're not going to see us doing any of the solid state record tours or any of these tours where it's a bunch of bands from the same label. We're shooting for the stars. You know what I mean? we got some different yep. things on our minds, and we think that we're prepared for it, and so we're taking a shot at it.
0: Well, back to the putting Christian labels onto things. I mean, one of the reasons I brought that up is because I was thinking about songs like Opposites Attract. I mean, that is one messed up person in the song.
1: <laughs> you know what I love about that? That's he actually, actually got really- too. Yeah, yeah, that's a really smart take, man. You are one of very few people who actually get where that song's, like you're definitely in the right direction as far as what you've yes. interpreted it to be. That's definitely the right direction with it. And yep. most people haven't gotten that yet. They think it's, no. they just hear the name, they hear the song, they think it's like, a, yeah, they think it's a boy-girl relationship thing. It's like, yeah. mm, nope, you need to listen. It's not, it's not that at all. It's talking about the two people that live inside of you that are completely opposite. And they, we all have, and they exist in every single one of us. And if you say they don't, you're a liar. And that's (laughs) being that person. (laughs) Right, straight off. We all know. So you're right. I like that. I like that you nailed that. That's pretty cool.
0: I want to hear from you guys about how the songs were created. Were you doing this together or was everything remote? Like, how did the song process work?
2: Yeah, so everything has been done remote. We've had a couple weekends where me and Rylan get together, but typically what happens is I do the music side, and then I kind of put some ideas down on like for drums and bass. Which I'm not saying that that stays because it doesn't, because you know I don't play drums like Yogi. But I put my idea down. I get the basics of the song right created musically. I send it off to Rylan. Rylan then goes and puts all the vocals down. So he writes all the lyrics and melodies, sends it back to me, and then I kind of compile everything. And then me and Yogi will talk over the phone before we actually record live drums, and he'll kind of give me like an idea of what he's thinking, right? Mm-hmm. Like songs on the drums. Uh, Trey is just so good. Like I do an idea for him, but I just know. whatever he plays is going to be perfect. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. (laughs) Like, I just don't even care. Like, whatever. And that's the same thing with Yogi, too. Like, I don't even care. Like, I have suggestions. So, Trey will give me his bass. And then, me and Yogi, when it's done, done, like what we did this last time, we recorded at one of Yogi's friends' houses who's got a killer studio. And we did the seven songs there. And literally, Yogi busted it out in four hours, all seven tracks.
1: Mark. I'm going to interrupt him on purpose here because he said something earlier that's kind of funny to me where he says, you know, I just kind of get the basics. He's being nice, and it's true to an extent, but his basics are a lot different than a lot of people's basics, my friend. Like, when he sends us these songs, dude, the direction is so clearly there. He makes it so easy. Rylan said this, if they're all softballs because really, all I have to do is go hey, dude, I think this part should be played here. Your your brain's busier on drums than mine is, the way I play. So let's yeah, do this, mm-hmm. let's do that. It might change the way he plays a riff. That's happened in a few of the songs, one of them being opposites attract, track, right? And if that happens, then he goes back and changes it. But the thing is, I feel like with each song we're writing together now, because we're probably, where would you say we're at now? Like almost 30 deep total at this point?
2: 29, buddy. Crazy. 29, right?
1: So right. Yeah. I feel like every time he sends me another song, that they sound more and more like me playing the drums. I know the way Yogi thinks. Yogi thinks more this way, so I know yeah. the stuff he sent me recently tends to sound more like me playing. He gives us all so much confidence. You know how people talk; it starts at the top, right? And he's not like the boss. It's not. We're not talking about it from that way. I'm just saying, like, from the creative mind at the top, it's Mark. And if everything there is strong and is presented well, where we can all understand it, and we understand the direction of the idea of the song he has, once Mm -hmm. it gets from Rylan and Mark to us, the other three dudes, our job is literally easy. It's paint by numbers. Like, it is literally paint by numbers, (laughs) and it is like, just don't screw this up. Don't get in Rylan's way, don't get in Mark's way. You stay out of the way, and you play these parts, these good, simple nice parts and you stay out of their way because these boys are clearly talented enough to carry themselves with any group of boo-boo the fools but they chose the three of us which is cool it was just meant to be for us to be partners in music at some point in our lives for sure this has been something that we both believe in god jesus the good lord attend church i play in church i played yesterday and I believe the Lord's had a path for him and I to be together for a long, long time. And we both believe that. So that does feel this band in that way. I don't want anybody to get it twisted. Like, not everybody has to believe, and that's cool, because we're going to love on whoever doesn't, no matter what. It's important to all of us for a lot of reasons. I guess that's my well, yeah. ultimate point. Absolutely.
0: Well, you know what the band, I think, and you've already brought this up, is that the most impressive thing is how well you guys have all meshed because so often you see bands will get together a new band they all come with significant players and everybody's trying to be the prima donna and nothing works but you guys you do you mesh and you built something that's really i think it's a pretty extraordinary
2: well thank you <laughs> it is a huge compliment every time we get together i'm going to i'm going to paint this picture because this is the truth we you know didn't play together to this point yet and it was November of 21. We went to Travis Weiberg's studio in Knoxville to do four songs, just record them live. Right? Video. World all called, private yeah. house. Yes. Yeah. And never played together ever. And Andrew uh-uh. couldn't be there the first day. He couldn't get there. He was there the second day. And it was just me, Yogi, and Trey playing. And, and of course, Ryland's you know, just singing in the background. We do the first song, and we're all just kind of like, that was pretty good. Like, first time running through a song together? Like, ever? It
1: sounded, honest to God, It sounded more like the 100th time we'd run through it, to be real honest.
2: I know. It was kind of nuts. It was, it was real nuts. It was nuts. Because we're all just at that point in our lives, like, we don't need to showboat. It's about the song at the end of the day. That's what I want to do, is write good songs.
1: That's and it. there's nobody in this band that's in this for even a shred of anything to do with ego at all like and when like Mark said like i think one important thing he left out about knoxville was like not just us the dudes in the band once Edgar got there but there were a few other people in on it like obviously travis and there were a handful of fan friends that were there there was a vibe in the place the whole time for like those two days oh yeah it was like a approaching it as like i don't really know what's gonna happen well we're gonna meet knoxville let's see what happens oh well and it went from that to within a few hours being like i mean it legitimately didn't feel any different to me than it does when i go on a demon hunter trip and i've been in that band for 18 years all of the other people around who know all of us really well kept saying to us dudes this is going to be something well just to be real honest what you just said they all said it November 21, every single person in that house besides the dudes in the band, and including us, really, like, this is going to be something extraordinary. It makes sense and it doesn't. I don't know how to explain it, but as you can tell, we're through the roof excited about it.
0: I had no idea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the music making was a positive experience, but something about the songs of World Gone Cold is that they can be depressing. <laughs> I mean, Left to Save says, Left to Save, misery. I am now one with the grave. Say what you mean. I am the follower of the darkest energy. I mean, man, what brought that on?
2: <laughs> uh, uh, Rylan wrote that after the people, and I can't remember what the, but is it like, not Mammoth Cave, but it's something like that, um, where these group of settlers went and somehow got desolated and ended up reverting to cannibalism because there was no food. Oh, the Donner Party. That's it. Oh, the Donner Party. Donner Party. Yeah, yeah. That's so what that song's about. That's what that song is about. So that's literally what he's talking about and that yeah. whole thing. So that's definitely, yeah, I ain't gonna lie. Like that's pretty crazy. And we actually have a shirt coming out as part of the pre order that says I am now one with the grave, just because that's such a cool line. hmm I just love it. Hey, who picked that line out? Ryan Clark from Demon Hunter—that's who picked it up. So he did all of
1: that. he did all of the artwork for the record, and all of our merch too. He actually picked that out for the T-shirt, and as soon as me and Mark saw it, we were just like, "That is so good! Like that is <laughs> so perfect." It's funny, man. Like everybody's supportive and just wants to help, and it's uh, that makes you feel good.
0: You're happy with this, but now I really wonder how your listeners will accept the EP, because in my opinion, you know, I think its most notable theme is that it's angry. <laughs> I
2: think you're right. No, I don't. All right. I don't think you're wrong. Yeah, because Burn is about the Salem witch trials and all kinds of different stuff. Every, every song just has like a. Therna
0: again says, just so you know you're dragging me down with you. I swear this is the last time this cycle repeats itself. (laughs) Or, uh, attention, do I have your attention now standing over your body? There's something you're about to find out. But it goes on and on throughout the album. (laughs) Is it easy to accept, though, for the listener?
1: Uh, I've never really thought about it. We're laughing not because we think violence is funny or darkness is funny necessarily. I think it's I never really thought about it that way, so that's why I'm laughing. Because I'm like, oh, crap, it is pretty dark. Um, I guess yeah, I've guess never, never thought I guess, of it either. Yeah, I guess talking to Ryland, I kind of understand where a lot of it's coming from. To me, it's dark, but dark in the way of like, I think every single one of us goes through phases, and it happens at all ages of life. From a time you're a teenager all the way up until, I mean, the damn near the time you die, right? We all go through these phases where you're really connected with something bigger than ourselves, God, whatever it is. And then sometimes we feel like we're really not connected. And sometimes when we're not connected, we feel like it's not because of that thing, but it's because of the people that worship that thing. They can be Mm -hmm. overbearing. Uh, And I think maybe some of that is threaded through the record of like, hey, We were just commanded to love one another, and we're not knowing that, and I'm not letting the rest of you drag me down with you.
2: Well, and you have to realize, like, Rylan is really artistic with his lyrics. I say this about him, and this is a big compliment. He is very much like Dave Grohl, uh, Kirk Mm -hmm. Cobain. Like, he's one of those people, when you say, what's this mean? He'll say, well, what's it mean to you? Because... That's what a song should be. It shouldn't be Backstreet Boys and NSYNC where it spells it out. Like, it needs to be what does it mean to you? And that's what I loved about a lot of those bands uh, that came out of that time is all the stories being told. Like, you know, when you think about it, like Oasis, Our Lady Peace, Smashing Pumpkins, Alice in Chains, like trippy. You would think they were all doing shrooms the whole time, but it was just <laughs> totally out there. And it's not because it was drug related or anything, it's because they were artistic. But a lot of times, like we have to, as a human, you want to put a meaning to something. This means this, this means that. No, you know what? Blow it all up. It doesn't mean that. What's it? I I don't know. What's it mean? What does it mean to you? Does that's what it says to you? Then cool. That's what it means. I'm glad you like or hate it. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Doesn't matter.
0: But of course, much of that is very true with the Christian music scene. You want to have obvious lyrics.
1: That's what they want, you know. We used to make a joke about the JPMs, Jesus per minute.
0: Right. This is a diverse family we've got, and get used to it. Yep. If we want to make any headway with people, we have to get used to it. Like it's yeah. so
1: people. I don't understand what people don't understand. I get so frustrated, and obviously, you see our both of our passion about it. I mean, it kills me, man, because I just don't. I don't know what happened to us just like supposed to love people, man. Like, I don't know. Like I go to bed every night and I can't always say that I go to bed and I'm like, not a little bit aggravated with how my kids acted that day. They might've done something that just aggravated the heck out of me, but I never miss a night telling my daughter I love her and how important she is to me. And I go to bed loving her and I wake up in the morning loving her if I'm supposed to believe that God loves me more than I love my daughter, I know that there ain't a damn thing my daughter could do. Nothing that would keep me from her, me not loving her. So if I'm supposed to believe that that's the way he is for me, then why are we hating all these people for the things that they're supposedly quote, in quote, doing? You're not doing what the Lord's telling you to do. That's not Christianity. Hating people because of the lifestyle they live or who they are that ain't loving nobody, bro. That ain't Christianity. No. That's that's no. That's, we, yeah. that's some poser stuff that I don't want a part of, man. Yeah. And if you're mad at me for calling you out on your bullshit, and yeah, I said bullshit, then you definitely <laughs> ain't my, my. You know what I mean?
0: Like Yogi, you are pounding your fist on the pulpit right now.
2: Dude, I'm telling you, man. It <laughs> fires me up. No, man. but you're absolutely right. And we demonize things that shouldn't be demonized. Like we we put sins above sins. Right. Like, mm-hmm. how many times do we hear the pastor talk about obesity or gluttony or anything like that or, or pornography even? Right. Like, you don't hear that. But but, you know, we're going to talk about the LBTQ plus community. Right. We're gonna mm-hmm. talk about like that. Like, you know how thrilled I'd be if there was a line outside of my church of people waiting to get in that are whatever you want to call them. Like, that's what I want, because that was me. I needed help. If I didn't feel welcome, I wasn't coming, right? Anywhere. Not at just the church. He meets you where you are. Like, we get in the way. We make this hard. We do all the the stuff that clutters it. All right, we can switch. Go ahead. We'll give you the show back to you. Because we totally (laughs) hijacked the show.
1: (laughs) We wasted a lot of your time. I'm sorry. Yes, we did
2: waste a lot of your time. Uh -uh.
0: Hey, this is all cool. We've done a lot of talking here tonight. Tell me what kind of message does World Gone Cold want to give?
2: That's a good, good question. One.
1: Yeah, I think that I would do a pretty good job of speaking for everybody when I say this. I think the collective goal of this band is to literally make genre bending music music that appeals to a wide range of people, music that makes people feel something, music that makes people question things. And ultimately music that makes people happier than they were before they listened to us. I want our band to help people discover something about themselves. I want a world gone cold show to be a place where any person can come. All the people that have been mentioned here, people from every community, every race, every religion, every whatever. Cause here's the thing, music in my life has been the most powerful device. Yeah. Communication wise for me, my whole life, period. I could, to me, every time I'm in a happy place in my life or a sad place in my life or any place in my life, I can go back for the last 45 years and tell you the soundtrack to that part of my life huh. from the time I was a kid and can remember till now. It yeah. means that much to me. I want to be a part of somebody's soundtrack, and I want to be the good part. I want that's to be right. the part of the soundtrack that's from the good part of their life or from the part of their life that may have been dark, but we help them discover something that turned into goodness. Right. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I know that's long winded, but no, I, think I can honestly say that's probably 100% everybody in our band would agree on that for sure.
2: Yeah. And, and listen, to add to what you said, like, first off, you're 100% right with the taking you. Like, I remember certain spots in my life, like certain times with certain songs, right? Like, you you know how you have that chord, you hear the song and you're like, oh my goodness. Oh, yeah. This reminds me, right? Oh, yeah. I absolutely want that because you said it earlier about a legacy. Right. And I want to leave a legacy. That's the most important thing to me. And I've done a, and and so have you, Yogi. I've left a legacy with Letter Black. But this band, I feel like, has given the five of us another shot to leave another legacy, which is crazy when you look at it that way. But to answer that directly, too, the only thing I wanted to add was music is supposed to be entertainment, it's an escape from reality. We have enough garbage with the news. And everything else, like, you know, as much as I love, like, I love Rage Against the Machine. I don't want to be that band. I don't want an agenda. This band no. is agendless Like, I want you to come and just escape from reality. Have fun, say, Have fun. This was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to be angry and happy and upset and excited all in one sitting. I got to experience all of this. And these five guys brought this to me. And this was awesome. And I got to be in this. I got to be cool before it was cool to like this band. Right? Like, I got (laughs) on the beginning stages of it. Yeah. To me, that's the cool thing. Because honestly, all five of us, (laughs) we don't look at each other like we're rock stars. We don't care about that. Like, I am never not going to go to the merch table and meet somebody because I'm too cool for school. I freaking love kids when they come up to me and ask me how to play guitar and blah, 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 blah. I want that forever. I never want to lose that because that, to me, is the reason why we do what we do. Uh, they, they spend their hard money to do come to a show. I want to make sure I give it back to you.
0: Well, now you've got to tell me something because you guys have said you're in this for the long haul and you're going to give 110%. Yep. How do you actually make that work logistically? I mean, you've got members that are involved in other projects.
1: So, Human Hunter literally does like a month of touring per year max. Like, absolutely max. Uh, It usually equates to somewhere around two and a half weeks with rehearsals and everything. So, Mm -hmm. I have 49 other weeks, 48 other weeks of, of the year to play music. I currently do that. I play with a phenomenal country artist named James Radford that's a regional guy here in the Carolinas. And I played a band with dudes who have been nominated for Grammys and stuff, and they're awesome. Uh, And then I play at church. I got the Demon Hunter thing, but like, I'm ready for one thing. Instead of hustling around to do a bunch of things, Mm -hmm. I've I've been ready for one thing for a while. I've been trying to do something else for a long time with everybody's support with other guys in the band support all kind of stuff because they all know lebron gave us his blessing years ago when we all kind of started playing with him like hey if you guys have other bands to go tour with go we'll work around it if we can like this is never going to be full-time touring bands so like i don't want to hold you guys back Who you guys who want to be full-time touring musicians so it's easy for me mark letter black is going to do a handful of shows a year possibly and some releasing some singles and stuff but like they're not going to tour anymore full time Sarah's got some no. things she wants to do, uh, yeah. and then Ryland isn't in another band currently. Inhale Exhale hasn't been around forever. He plays guitar in a band called Attack Attack, but he only mm-hmm. plays like as a, uh, a basically like a hired gun for lack of a better term, I guess, is what you would call it. So, I mean, he wants to do his own thing. He wants. He loves writing. He loves being the front man. So, I think the three of us know we can do it all the time. Trey. P.O.D. has got a record coming out. But Trey and Andrew both understand kind of what has kind of transpired over the two years to bring us where we are now where like Ryland and Mark and I are very focused on this being like a full-time functioning, full-time touring band. And they both want that for World Gone Cold. And they're okay with, if there are shows that they can't be at, they have zero issues with us having people fill in for them. Replace them for whole tours, shows, whatever. You know, you never know what's going to happen. If World Call gets to somewhere where we're playing 150, 200 shows a year like a crazy normal band, and I mean, I don't know. You just never know.
2: We just know the three of us will be at every show. Every That's show. What we know yep. Three of us. You're going to get Trey. me, Yogi, and, and Rylan. And Trey and Andrew will be at every show they possibly can be, like everyone. can be and if uh, not you're gonna get somebody that comes from the band that's
1: awesome that under that is every bit the same caliber of person and musician as the other guys in the band like we're not gonna just you know throw up a couple dudes and not you know and just go oh hey look at the three of us it's it's not about that we want this to be it's about all five of us for sure but those two dudes have given their blessings and we have set everything up for contractually and things for them being on bands that are on labels because Demon it's own label Letter Blacks essentially it's own label now and Ron is not on the label so we don't have all that stuff to worry about you know what I mean like those yeah. two dudes do so we set everything up to where World Gone Cold can function and tour like it's own band it's own entity mm-hmm. separate from any other attachment any other label business or any of that stuff It is a separate functioning machine that runs on its own. And we have every intention of of being as busy as people want us to be. You got to go to our sites. You got to like our stuff. You got to listen to our music. You got to tell us you want us to come play where you're at. We need to know that people are interested, like obviously. So every single person is important right now because of what Mark said earlier about I want people to be so passionate about it. And our whole team is this way. And I, I want to be there from the, the beginning because World Gone Cold taking taken over. I want everybody to have that attitude because that's kind of just the way we feel.
0: I can't wait to see one of those shows. Yogi and Mark of World Gone Cold have been with us. Guys, thanks so much for your time and thanks a lot for a great AP. Thanks for
2: Thank listening, you for, having, for us. having us.